Hey everyone and welcome to Project Esports for November 25th, 2019. As always, I am one of your hosts, Andrew Nimsgren, and alongside me, our guests across the world, technically since we're all in different countries, is James Graham and Dylan Beale. I could have done it better with, uh, not across the world, but like, I usually say right next to me. Well, you guys aren't what, right next to me, like you're not by my side. Dylan's way on the other side of the country, James is up in Canada, like you might as well just be in Japan, like... Wow. Yeah, but we're close to each other's hearts. Yeah, no, let's stop that because, wow, I do not want to ever hear you say that again. Because we're here to talk about esports. We're not here to talk about being close to each other's hearts. Because if you did not already know, Project Esports is a weekly esports talk show where we give a whole lot of opinion and a little bit of context on the biggest things going on in esports. And I'm not going to lie, it's been a slow week. We're going to say that up front. We're going to make the best out of it. We're going to be us. But it has been a very slow week, so there's not a ton to talk about. So it'll probably be a very off-the-rails episode, if I had to guess. Do you guys feel like that, too? I feel like we've just been slowly going off the rails more and more as the show's gone on. I mean... I think it <laughs> usually gets this way around this time anyways. Like, usually usually around the holidays is when things start slowing down. They did last year and the year before. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, stuff starts slowing down. We start getting, we start feeling like we have to fill more time. So we talk about donors and so much. Was that during the show last week? I don't even remember if that was post show or pre during the show. It was, yeah, it was during it. Yeah. It, it was, was during yeah, the show. You, yeah, you felt the need to have it during the show. So I, mean, I like, felt like it was a very important thing. And I feel like our community absolutely agreed with us. So thank you to everyone that stands on the donor side of this argument. Oh my God, man. All right, we do. Uh, we, we have enough that I don't need to talk about this again because let's jump into the first thing where the historic Runaway Overwatch team is moving into a new esport. And Dylan, why don't you give us information on that? So, reportedly, Runaway is picking up a League of Legends roster for Challenger uh, Korea. So, this is a pretty big thing because, like, Runaway is like, I wouldn't say it's not, they're not a huge organization, but because of their huge success um, in the Overwatch League Tier 2. Um, you know, they're just, like, pushing off from that. You know, definitely taking that fan support because they have a huge, huge fan base, and they're moving into another Tier 2 level of, a, of an eSport, which is really cool. So they're not going to be building a team um, from scratch. They're picking up an already established uh, challenger team in Korea. So the good part about this is they're bringing their branding, they're bringing their friends or their fans, like their friends too, I guess. Um, and they're giving them stable funding, which is like the biggest thing. So this is going to be huge for whatever team they're negotiating with. I do not keep up with with Korean challenger League of Legends. I don't know if any of you do. Um, so I don't know if we can speculate on which team that is or not, or if anyone has kind of heard around the rumor mill on what it might be. If it'd be anyone, it'd be James. I, I, I yeah. knew there was a challenger league. For Korea, but that's about as my far as my scent of the Challenger League in Korea goes. I'm not totally sure who what team it would be that they were picking up. Um, yeah, I because like, a lot of these teams are like I mean there there's one or two that are like that are possible, but I haven't like the, the the thing is is that usually that all these teams are associated with like a bigger brand, and I've seen none of them releasing their previous rosters, so. I can't even speculate really to begin with who they might be picking up. 
Plus, they kind of do like their they kind of do the Challenger League a little more. It's not as well publicized as everything else. Um, but two things I never thought I'd hear in, in the same uh, paragraph is stable funding and tier two Overwatch. But I just heard it, so it's a it's a big it's a big papega. It's a different game over in Korea though. With all tier twos, tier twos in Korea is actually supported usually, and that's kind of where that's where a lot of competitive Overwatch like kind of came out of was korea so the tier two scene being strong there isn't surprising and that's allowed runaway to do so well and pretty much just be a farm team for the overwatch league and no i think it did make sense that i mean i feel like it's just kind of a like they're on a hamster reel for overwatch 2 like i mean the overwatch tier two scene like every they just keep doing the same thing over and over again they always have an incredible team and they're going to keep having i mean there's been talks of this whole new runaway team getting picked up in the overwatch league like they just keep putting out fantastic talent so why not kind of expand into a different thing and see if you do it there as well yeah, yeah i think was... it's a little it's a little disingenuous to call it tier two because they're basically tier 1.5 you yeah, know seriously? the top three teams of, of of tier two uh overwatch is just so much like so much better than everyone else um and like not not you know just because they have such stable teams um and their 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 talent is amazing so I think uh, I think them going into other esports is really good because you know they are a super solid team because obviously like the entire team got picked up, um, you know Runaways. I don't know if it's version one if you want to call them them uh, them that, but you know basically all of them went to Vancouver. So um, I think if they keep cultivating talent the way that they're doing and managing super super well, I, I don't know. I think this could be success for sure. Yeah, they're they're doing something right, and that has to do with the management, that has to do with Runner, and it has to do with Flowervin um being behind the scenes i think is a big part but also they clearly just know what they're doing and they'll be able to bring more names in like that to help them do it i mean i i I think the scenes are different enough that yes they have the branding they have the name they have the money coming into it but i I don't think they're just going to instantly just because they're runaway i don't think they're instantly just going to be a contender in the challengers league but i think after a couple years it could be something i could be totally wrong but it could also be something that yeah they come in and make that Try to get, try to get that slot in the uh, LCK, L, yeah, LCK, right, James? LCK, yep. Yeah. 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 Let's question myself there. I don't know. It, it's always super cool to kind of see, um, just them moving into it, and then it shows that at least somewhere in the world, teams can uh, still survive without being in the number one tier. Yeah, it's pretty rare, but <laughs> it happens. Oh, only in Korea, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but yeah, anything uh, yeah, anything else about Runaway? I know none of us are the biggest Runaway fans. I learned a lot about them kind of going into last season is when I kind of became most familiar with them and watched some of their games. But um, outside of this being a really cool thing, I mean, it's not like they picked up like an LCK team. Like it's not that big of an announcement. It's like, hey, it's really good tier two teams moving into another eSport. Yeah. yeah it's just, so, go, sorry, ahead. go ahead, James. No, no, I was just going to say that like, Korea is one of the few regions that still does like a promotional tournament. They uh, like and they do relegation and everything like that. So if there was a team or a spot where, you know, an organization as I, I hate to say like storied at this point, but I, I I'm, you can basically say it with the, the Runaways, um, for them to pick up a team and actually have a chance of working in with the funding, with the uh, with the infrastructure they have right now, Korea is the ideal spot to do it. Yeah. So I what I would be super interested to see if that Runaway is going to be a case study for how to operate in a Tier 2 space and remain maybe not profitable, but stay afloat and able to um, 
succeed in the scene because you know you have a lot of tier two teams coming up you know they do whatever and then they just fall by the wayside um and obviously runway is a little bit different just because their fan base is so big you know they're having a lot of w's underneath their belt um i wonder if there is a way for them to kind of pass the knowledge on a little bit and if we might see other teams um try to adopt maybe their model maybe i, I don't know it, it, it's hard because i don't want to say that they're a flash in the pan just because you know they're a super good team and stuff but like there has to be some underlying things there um that other teams can pick up on and other managers can run with to you know have a stable team at least absolutely yeah i, I have nothing else to say i think that's a really good point and i i don't have much else to say on the topic unless you two do no, I'm just kind of interested to see how they how they do with the caliber of their league players alike, and what their if their scouting methods because they clearly have ex- effective scouting and coaching methods for Overwatch. If, how they carry over into League of Legends, who they pick up for support staff, all that. Good. All right, but with that, I want to kind of move into the big topic and how I want to address this. So we're going to be going through the nominees for each of the categories for the Game Awards. I would like us. I'm going to go through the nominees for each category. Maybe for esports, right? Esports, yes. Maybe game of the year too. Because I'd be curious. Um, we'll have <laughs> a time. But um, we're going through each nominee. I want each us to each of us to say which one we would vote for, and then I want us to come to a consensus, as if we were actually a actual nominee. I want us to try. If we can't. We can't. But I want us to try to come to a consensus. For each category as if we were actually voting and only had one vote for each all right lovely i can't see any issues going with this do we want to include content creator as well considering we talked about them so often yeah no we'll hold to the end we'll see how we'll see how fast it goes all right let's start with the one i feel like we're not going to have <laughs> the least amount of input in and that is going to be esports coach of the year we have Eric Arden um, Hogue from Team Liquid CSGO. We have Kane from Team Liquid um, League of Legends. We have Grabs from G2 League of Legends. We have Koma from SKT League of Legends. We have Sakshka from OG Dota 2. And we have Zonic from Australis CSGO. So, Jay, Dylan, let's go down the order. So, it's going to be Dylan me james for this one can this one go james first all right james i can lead yeah so i will uh, i'll start by saying that none of the league of legends coach deserve this um kakoma is a storied coach he's incredibly effective like and he's and he's great great at what he does um but skt fell flat again i think he has does a great job of like cultivating talent all that good stuff grabs Grabs doesn't deserve it. Grabs has got all star talent and he just kind of let the meme around. He did like like I mean, if if, if this was an award for like best organization to meme with, like I mean sure, but I mean he grabs doesn't I don't think Grabs deserves it. Uh Kane definitely doesn't deserve it. Team Liquid is is dog shit. Um, so I'm not gonna give it to them. I, I know that CSGO uh Team Liquid was actually quite effective. They're one of the most like they're like one of the hottest teams right now. Yeah, they've been but, arguably the best team in the world at a couple points this year. Exactly, right? But I don't think like it's been this year and that's it. I understand that it has been a little bit votes. this year. They they won a couple majors earlier this year. Yeah, that's what I mean, right? And that's what I'm saying. Like I, I know that the awards are for this year, right? So yes. I mean, I think there's an argument that can be said for him. Um 
but I'm more leaning towards Astralis's coach and OG's coach. OG, like, they literally made history this year. And I think that, like, the coaching has, a, like, of course, like, a fair bit to do with it. So I want to, I almost want to argue in OG's favor more than anything. I don't think you need to argue. I mean, the Sakshka would be mine. I, I really do agree that none of the League of Legends coached anything spectacular. If anything, I would love to see um, Phoenix's coach be up there. I can't think of the name off the yeah. top of their head, but there he's actually War a coach Horse. that brought a team together after having a rough season and made it all through Worlds. I think he deserves it so much more than any of these. But the votes, the nominees, and people that understand that are so few. Um, so, yeah, so I definitely go for OG's coach here. I mean, you, you, you made history this year. Australis has been a god for five years now. Like, he's exceptional, but he's just doing what's expected of him right now. OG making history in multiple ways and continuing with the same roster is what's expected. Why is Dylan, Dylan, uh, Dylan's laughing over there? But, uh... No, just the way we were talking about it, it sounded like we were giving out our plus ultra awards. <laughs> they kind of are. No, I, I, I definitely agree. Uh, in, in the fact, I think this is definitely OG's to take. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That was a little easier than I thought, but this was definitely the one where um, we had the least amount of information and kind of opinion on. Um, moving into the next event, eSports event of the year, recognizing a singular event across singular multiple days that delivered a best of class experience for participants, in-person fans, and the broadcast audience. Number one. Overwatch Grand Finals. Number two, Evo 2019. Number three, Fortnite World Cup. Four is I am uh, Katowice. Katowice. Katowice, thank you. Uh, Worlds 2019 and the International 2019. I uh, will take this one, and it's going to be hard. So I actually got to attend two of these this year. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I guess you, have, you have the least biased or most biased opinion, I guess. Yes. So I, I, as amazing as I found Evo, I, I don't think it stands up to anything else here. Just in terms of scale, yes, it's the biggest fighting game, but I, I think that's so hard. Um, Overwatch Grand Finals was fantastic, but when you compare it to a similar event like Worlds, I don't think anything can ever hold up to a phenomenal experience like Worlds just because of how long and dragged out and the production going into it so i'd have to do worlds i'm um, just kind of even though i went to two of them and i'm biased towards those two i just don't think any of these can stand up to worlds fortnite might be my second one though Dylan, go for it yeah so um overwatch league grand finals definitely wasn't like the best tournament of all time and that's why i, was, I i'm not going to include it um it was good it wasn't bad i was there i enjoyed it but it definitely wasn't like an awe-inspiring tournament by any means um evo Evo hasn't been as great as it used to be. Like, it's a good tournament, don't get me wrong, but it's definitely not spectacular. It wasn't, you know, crazy this year. Yep. Uh, it won't be a memorable Evo. Fortnite World Cup, surprisingly, I kind of want to say that I, I kind of want to give it to that. It did something um, unique. It did something unique. I really liked it. Um, it definitely hit hit home with the, the grassroots aspect of it. Um, and, you know, it had a really cool storyline um, that culminated very in, in a very cool way. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to give it to any other ones, but Fortnite and, um, Worlds, because Worlds did have a spectacular opening ceremony. Um, it was pretty incredible. I guess the comparison would be, were the games amazing enough to carry this event to get it? Or was the opening event just the only really good part about it? 
Because if the opening ceremony was the only really good part about it, I would say maybe we should give it to Fortnite World Cup. But the thing is, it, it's hard. I guess it's a world champion, world's championship, which is technically the entire two-month-long event. Like, that's also why it can't – that's why it's so hard to compare it. I mean, you can just bracket it down to one day, but when I think of Worlds, I think of all the fun and the countless hours of sleep I lost watching every single game and being entertained by so many games. And on top of that with the opening ceremony, that's kind of why I push for that and it has that unfair advantage because of how long I think of it when I think of Worlds and when I vote based off of that. But Dylan, before we dive, like kind of talk through it, I want to hear what your would be. James, Wait, talking to Dylan? James, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, okay. I, I was like, Dylan? I was like, you go, we circling back. Yeah, no. So, um, Evo, like, I mean, yeah, Evo, like, again, like Dylan said, isn't really the tournament it used to be. I don't, I'm not saying it's to the point where it's a shell of its former self, but it's, you know, it's not the best. Um, Overwatch Grand Finals, I didn't watch them, but like, I think that speaks something to the tournament itself is that yep. it's not eye-catching enough to make like a, a casual fan want to watch it um fortnite world cup i do agree like i mean they kind of did i don't want to say they did something outside the box because they didn't but they did something that people haven't done in a while to that scale right i think that a lot speaks to that plus they found um, a way to make a battle royale watchable in person hmm. and that's just it like i mean they did a really good job with it um with what they were working with um Keta, we say i'm not going to weigh in it at all because i really i know nothing about um yeah. I think this is where we're going to kind of differ because for me, this wasn't like this world's was nothing spectacular for me as somebody who's been watching it for the past five years. Um, there has been better storylines. Yes, I, I do agree with that. Right. Better. Like there's been better, uh, like opening ceremonies. There's been better venues. Um, like this isn't, this yeah. is not, this is not their best year by any means. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah, so it, I, I just want to touch on a point just because I want you to elaborate on it. Just because it they've had better opening air cere- better opening ceremonies doesn't mean this one wasn't good. And I, I think I think it's bad to like compare things like that's true. Oh, it was way better. It's best than of past. the year, not of all time. Because yeah, like right, it yeah. could still be really good. But I just, I don't want to cut you off. I just want to reiterate that point so that you know you can tackle this. No, way. absolutely. And I think I think maybe I, I do have a degree of bias just because I am kind of chalking up towards other stuff. But I mean at the same time. We do have the uniqueness of Fortnite, and we have the storyline of the international, right? International never disappoints. International again has literally made history this year. There was nothing new out of Worlds 2019 this year. There was not like or any recent real year. There's no, no change. But again, we saw the the first team take two internationals back to back. I can only imagine being there and witnessing that, like you know, to actually happen would be pretty monumentous. Um, so I'm leaning between Fortnite and the International. Those are the those are the two that I'm kind of all kind three of us picked Fortnite, yeah. so it's Fortnite. That's yeah, not man. how I expected that to go. But thinking more about it, I think it was the most unique event that did, that yeah kind of really stood out. That's why I think I gave a game of the year. I mean, uh, who event of the year. who would have thought? Um, according to Dot Esports, as being the the podcast that hates Fortnite. Yeah. Uh, that we would come through for it. <laughs> All right, I've ever been mentioned. Right. We do hate Fortnite, according to. Oh my god, I forgot about that article. Um, okay, I'm gonna save game of the year for the last. Um, next up, I want to do esports host, which is going to be Red Eye, Machine, Golden Boy, Candice, and Shocks. Um, I who's gonna go ahead? Yeah, this I guess I don't know much about Machine or Candice, so I can't tell you what games are. Um, Shocks is from League. 
Red Eye is Dota. Dota. Yep, you know that's... he's everything. Yeah, oh, he, yeah. he does a lot Red of things. That's what I wanted to say. And then Golden yeah. Boy does a lot as well. Primarily Overwatch League, Rainbow Six, as James 100% will bring up. Mm. Um, yeah. I led last time. Dylan, it's your turn to lead. Red Eye. Easy Red Eye. I think Red Eye is one of the best hosts of all time. Um, he's been in a lot of different esports, a lot of esports that might not have been the biggest esport. And that's why I will always love him. I think he's a he's a very solid host. Um, and I don't know. I like they, I think if they're going out with this uh, this like award, they need to give it to him and make it so he can't win it ever again. Retire his jersey. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I, I'll give you that. Um, are you going no? Or De- uh, no, I want to hear what you got. I already know so, who you're not picking. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for to take kind of elaborate on the storyline that Andrew's been drilling in is I I Golden Boy has forever sullied his name in my heart. Um, I watched him address G two players by the wrong name at one of the Rainbow Six majors in uh, in America, and they like oh my god they ripped him a new one they ripped him a new one on stage it was hard to watch. Go watch go watch Golden Boy interview Fabian and see how see how that goes because that was just that was the worst. So Golden Boy definitely doesn't take it. Um, I don't know, again, I don't know much about Machine or, or Candice, so I can't really weigh in on them. Um, I do want to favor Shox, because Shox has since recently sort of, uh, she's a freelancer now, so she does more stuff. I think she recently started doing CSGO events um, in mainly Spain, I think was the, the most recent spot that she was in. Um, and she's the one I'm most experienced with, but I mean, Red Eye is it's, it's fucking Red Eye, man. So, I mean, I can't, re- I can't really argue with Red Eye. Shox is incredible, don't get me wrong. But Red Eye is, I think, he's just so established. You can't really, can't really touch him. He performs super well every year. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, again, how I think of this is, I know it's it. He does great every year. I, I'm thinking of this in terms of Plus Ultra, and I'm thinking like, who went beyond this year? Um, and and I guess I don't have as many touch points to Red Eye because a lot of the events he does cast, I don't watch much of. I know the name. The name is historic in esports. Even if you're not part of it, you know who he is. I want to give it to Shox this year because he, despite being not into league of legends as i have been some years i've seen more of her i've enjoyed her content and i've respected it and feel like she's grown so much as a host and she speaks like five languages too which is also she's, something that yeah. really impresses me at world she was translating between people yeah she spoke in french then in english um and just does a phenomenal job every time she's on stage or does an interview i find it really interesting she asks really good questions Again, I, I think Red Eye would probably be up there if I had the touch points, but I, I there's no one on here besides Shocks that I want to give it to. Golden Boy is Golden Boy, um, and I just didn't have as many touch points to him this year as other years either. So um, Shocks would be my strong answer, but you guys both have Red Eye, so I am happy to give that. But I do believe Shocks has done phenomenal work this year as well. I think I think if Red Eye wasn't on this list, it would be easy to give it to Shocks. I think that's the only. The only argument that that's on there is just because shocks or because Red Eye's there, shocks doesn't get it. But he wasn't like again, like like Dylan said, just retire his jersey for Christ's sakes because he's like he's going to win it every time until he retires. Like yeah. I mean, just omit him. Oh, All yeah, right, we're doing pretty good. I don't. I feel like there's not too much fighting. I think we're going through this in an organized and professional manner. This one, this one's going to be interesting though. I think this is going to be. It's going to be a deal breaker. So the next one is eSports Player of the Year. The eSports player judged by the most outstanding for performance and conduct in 2019, irrespective of game. We have Booga from the Sentinels, a.k.a. and uh, Sentinels slash Fortnite. 
We have Faker from SKT Telecom slash League of Legends. We have Perks from G2 slash League of Legends. We have Simple from Natus Vince. Navi. 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 Thank you. Navi, yeah. I, yeah. I, I know who Navi is. I've never heard of the full name. Yeah. Navi slash CSGO. And then Sinatra, um, the San Francisco Shock slash Overwatch. Um, James, it's your turn to lead it off. My turn to lead it off, yeah. So I would say Sinatra does not deserve this at all. Sinatra doesn't even deserve to be. You have a bias towards Sinatra. So. No, 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 no. Dude, dude has not like he doesn't have anything. He hasn't done anything incredible, man. He's on a winning roster with a winning team. They haven't changed anything up crazy. Sinatra, he's just he's just there. Same thing with Perks. Same thing with Faker. They're gifted players on gifted rosters doing gifted things. There's nothing. They're not standing out, but. Booga literally just won a free for all. He he won a free for all by himself, right? That's pretty big. That's a pretty big goddamn deal, right? Now I'm not saying that battle royale players should always get the deferred vote because you know they're kind of like a man apart from everybody. But at the same time, I do think that speaks huge to the the the, the player caliber and the character alone to keep your composure for that. Um, it was also their first year doing it, so we had no idea how it was going to go. Um, that being said, though, I am tempted to go with Simple as well, mainly because I know nothing about CS:GO, but I know about Simple, and I think that is a like I think that speaks, you know, in in spades. You know what I mean? Where a a player has been so influential and so noticeable, much like Faker has been in the past, where you're not even involved in the esport, but you know who the player is, you know how effective they are at their game, you know how crazy they are at carrying their team, and you know making making crazy plays, right? Again, I don't follow CSGO, but I'm well aware of who Simple is at this point. So, so I'm kind of torn between Boogie. I'm torn between Boogie and Simple. I'm okay. torn. So we're we're going we're going between the. Um. Yeah. I. I mean. I agree. Sinatra is nothing phenomenal. I think I agree with his team being incredibly strong. I agree with there possibly being other betters even on his team, and he just was the standout because he did do phenomenal all year. But I think in terms of actual skilled players i don't think he's the best on his team so i can't imagine giving that to him um perks couldn't bring it home during the world's final at the final stage like you got to bring it home there if i think if g2 would have won this would probably have been an easy pick for perks for me because i've enjoyed watching all he's done phenomenal but kind of not clutching when he needed to is hard faker again nothing he he's not even at his peak um so i am probably going to do booga just because I have no contact to Simple. And I, again, it is a name I've heard, but I don't even know if it's a good or a bad thing. It may have been doing one of the heated gamer moments. Like, it could have been from anything that I heard him from. Like, I just hear names from CSGO here and there. Like, it could be from anything. So I, I can't give it to him when I can't tell you, like, a single thing he's done. And I couldn't even tell you his team's, like, shortened name was Navi until you guys get it to <laughs> So it has to be Booga for me, just out of um, how it how it goes down to it. Because they actually did watch him, and he did deserve to win. He did do phenomenal in that event. I'm going to give it to the 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 young kid from Pottsville, Pennsylvania. <laughs> easy, easy choice. Um, I think it's really amazing. Um, I, I like his story. You know, and, it, and it's like a classic one, you know? And he's like a really kid. good kid, too. Yeah, he's a good kid. He's from a small town. He enters into, you know, or he plays Fortnite, and he's like super good at it and he gets into Fortnite worlds and just pops off and does amazing and like it's not like he was a, a complete unknown but like he was kind of unknown 
like he he was a great player and all but like he didn't have the kind of startup he did before and he got into it and he was he's been a cool kid what i'm um, hearing think... is Puga's gonna win this category and we're giving fortnite two categories so far so we pretty yeah. much have to name a game of the year right no no, no we, we no. no i know but we we agree with bus we agree with Puga here i james yeah. you're the only one that had yeah, a secondary yeah. one do you want to fight for simple I'm not, I'm not gonna fight for simple to the point where I like I, I think if it was against somebody in comparison weaker, in like you know as a as a as a you know as somebody uh, as a counterpart right I think it, I would argue harder for simple but yeah I think Booga probably deserves. All right, so esports team, it's gonna be Astralis, CS:GO, G2, League of Legends, OG, Dota 2, Shock, Overwatch League. Team Liquid, CSGO. And I believe this is my one to start. I think this is too, yeah. And I have to go with OG. I, I'm not even going to break down the reasons why other teams didn't. OG did something in probably one of the most competitive tournaments in all of esports. And it's open. Anyone can come out anywhere. They won back-to-back pretty handily with the same exact roster. It is just what they did will probably not be done anytime soon ever again, let alone next time us the same team will win um, the international twice, let alone. So I, I just think that there is no one even close to what they've done in terms of Dota, which is one of the most historic esports. So I, ha- I, I can't, I'm not even going to break down the reasons why the other teams don't deserve it. They are the team of the year. Power yeah, friendship, dude. <laughs> I do I do kind of want to get into some of the other teams not not so much to maybe just to give a bit more context because of my background and everything like that a bit G2 almost created like they almost did the Grand Slam they almost yes. did it they almost won every international every title all year round that was any like, other they year all... they'd be an easy win I mean like I think I think it is like I think the fact they failed at a Worlds I think that like I mean they made it to the finals yeah but like in the manner they lost finals, in the That's manner true. that they, won, it, you know, I don't. It's almost like a, it's almost like a, a, like a black mark on the organization, in my opinion, at least, right? So, um, and again, like I mean, we've talked about Team Liquid and how hot they are in CS:GO. Um, Shock don't deserve to be up there at all. Um, so yeah, I guess I wouldn't like, say I mean, that they were incredibly dominant in the league throughout the entire year, winning multiple stages, sweeping the finals. Like they, they were a phenomenal team. Yeah, but I don't think Overwatch has enough history behind it or enough like uh, enough infrastructure to really be like they should contend with some of these with the other esports. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think I, we I, don't I, understand I, I, what I, it means to win the Overwatch Grand Finals versus winning something like the International, which is twice. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. They just they're not comparable. So I think I think I, I'm going maybe for the next year or two, I'm going to argue why Overwatch makes these lists at all. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with OG as well. Astro- I mean, Astralis and Team Liquid. You, you're just not even going to, you, you disagree, Dylan? You're not even going to have no say in this one? You no, disagree? it's OG. Yeah. yeah he, he started with saying OG, yeah? Yeah, OG. No, yeah, I, I, I knew you said OG. I just didn't know if you wanted to actually add anything into it. But, nope. um, okay. Last, second to last category. It's going to be Esports Game of the Year. We have CSGO by Valve, Dota 2 by Valve, Fortnite by Epic Games, League of Legends by Riot Games, and Overwatch by Blizzard. 
um, to explain the category. It's for a game that has delivered the best overall esports experience to players, inclusive of tournaments, community support, and content updates, irrespective of genre or platform. And Dylan, you get a lead on this one. Um, man, I feel like this episode, I'm selling out all my cred. I'm giving stuff Fortnite. You know, it's it's bad. So I want to run down this super. Um, I'm not going to pick Counter-Strike because I don't know anything about Counter-Strike, to be honest. So I'm not going to pick it. It's hard. And that's the way it works. Dota 2. Um, Dota's a solid game, but it never crashes into, like, super mainstream. Um, Outside of once like, a year. Yeah, outside of once a year. So I don't know about that. Fortnite had something, you know, pretty amazing. And not only that, but they did like the chapter two thing, which was pretty incredible, to be honest. Um, definitely a lot of eyes on it. It's been like one of the most popular games by far. So I think that that should at least go into consideration. League of Legends. Wow. I mean, I don't, I don't watch League of Legends. I really don't play League of Legends, but like it's hard to deny that like, this year has been good for League of Legends. You know, it's been solid for esports. They're constantly rolling out updates. Like, you know, Heroes always coming out. Like, there, there's stuff, there's content always coming out. And not only that, but they're doing that huge map rework. And I mean, that's that's a huge thing. Like, it's a big deal, like, that they're changing, like, the map up like that. Like, and, and doing, like, the whole Rise of the Elements thing. Overwatch. Uh, okay, so Fortnite and League of Legends. Yeah. I, I, I want to break it. I want to. I am going to say League of Legends is my only option. I want to break down why I don't believe Fortnite is because we're talking about esports game of the year. Wait, you, didn't, you didn't let me pick. Oh, I'm sorry. You, you said those two. Yeah, and I was gonna say I would pick, but I want oh, Andrew oh. to elaborate on it first because nope. I don't know which one of the two I want to. No, but I I want to break down why as much as Fortnite has done so much right, why they're not because this is esports game of the year, and you need to think. This is the same esports that would make changes the day before million dollar tournaments, have overpowered mechs in the competitive scene for months, have meta defining items come in days before major competitions and just said, hey, get over it. They don't factor in patches. There's no testing. There's nothing like that. They decide like, hey, this Thursday, we're putting in this no matter what you guys think. Oh, you might win $10 million tomorrow, but we don't care. We don't give a shit about esports. This is also the same esports that didn't ban hackers and had hackers win money in esports competitions this year. Yes, they've done content updates. Yes, they've done phenomenal things. But from the esports side of things, we shit on them year all year for the things they've done wrong. Overwatch sure. isn't any better. They left um, a shitty meta in there for so long that drove people crazy. They... As much as it was good for the game, they changed how the game was played in the middle of the season. I don't think that's a great esports thing. I, I think both of these made changes when they shouldn't have, or they didn't make changes quick enough to keep the esports scene engaged or happy. So I don't think either one of those deserve it. And Dota, again, it's only the international, and the international isn't enough to win it. CSGO, I don't watch enough. Um, yeah, and Kate, like Kate brought up a chat, they don't give a shit about Tier 2 either. Like, Overwatch doesn't give a shit about Tier 2, which is part of the esports scene. So, League of Legends, despite not having a Tier 2 scene, launched the rebrand of the LEC, which is phenomenal. They, um... Well, was LEC last year? LEC was this it was, year. It was this year. Yeah, they LEC launched the festival year. of that. They rebranded the LCS as well. They MSI was fantastic. Worlds may not be the best. Still a great event. 
I, I don't think any of these other... I don't have enough information on two of them, and the other two games fucked up in too many ways to even be considered. And go off, King. I, I, <laughs> as much props as I've given to Fortnite in certain events, they have fucked up so much in esports this year, and it makes me upset that they're on this list because most people don't realize really how much the competitive scene has hated how Epic has treated them. Well, yeah, it's not. It's a secondary market to them. They, they, they like. I mean, where a lot of games, especially League, has like they literally call their patch before Worlds the Worlds patch because that's the patch the Worlds we played on. That's in you know they factor on all this shit. Cry long, like I mean, I think it's like we're looking like a month or two out, so people have enough time to scrim on it and get used to it, all that good stuff. Um, so everybody's aware of it, right? Um, yeah, I like to argue um csgo i just wish i knew more about the game i think i do too i, I yeah. one of these years i'm going to get into and i'm going to realize how big of a deal it is and how amazing it is but that's just not this year for us yeah i think i think 2020 is going to be my year where i actually really pay attention to csgo because i i yeah because 100 t's over there yeah but i mean like they are no phases and over there get that away out of here <laughs> um but yeah like i think because I, I do feel like they're doing stuff right to like to keep a game that's been around for so long in relevancy. In, in like Not just relevancy, but like major relevancy to be like one of the big heavy hitters that we constantly go back to and talk about. Um, but again, I just like I'm not knowledgeable, but I don't know how they structure their patches. If they do patches that out regularly, how much they promote their esports teams, everything like that. Right. I find like I feel like with like much like Dota. The teams are kind of like, like, or anything Valve, I guess, associated. The teams kind of promote themselves, and they're associated with the the game, not so much where league. You win worlds, you're getting your own skin, dude. Your skin's got your name on it. You got your name on it for life, right? Like, yeah. Faker has three skins for him. So I mean, like, that's a big thing. Every year you can buy shit to support teams. The funding goes directly to the teams. This year was a little lackluster. Last year we got a chroma for Kazakhs. This year we just got icons and emotes which i mean it's okay but it's not like you know it's not the worst um but yeah i think i think again overwatch is fucked up majorly fortnite we trash like andrew said we trashed all year we like we bashed them so so much um and like i mean dota doesn't like i mean it's kind of the same thing they just don't promote their esports scene well enough right even if like csgo is the kind of the ugly stepchild dota doesn't really get much esports promotion so yeah i gotta give it the league man I think Rainbow Six or Rocket League should be in here over Overwatch. I think I think Rainbow should definitely. I think yeah, Rainbow for sure. Rocket League seems to be doing really good. I feel like it's just Rainbow, but a little smaller. Yeah. But Rainbow does so much stuff for their. They should have been here. Scene. They got stuff it's, in this category. I think they did too. I think I think they should have beat out Overwatch. Honestly, yes, easily. So Dylan, have you decided between Fortnite or League? I mean, I, I gave some good points. Uh, I guess I'll go with League. And James was league, and I was league as well. I feel like I feel like that was so much easier than we thought was going to happen. Yeah, I thought all of us be agree, but when we kind of talk through it, like it really can come up to uh, like having good points and reasoning behind all of it. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Last one I want to do. Um, we don't have to agree on this. I'm just kind of curious of what everyone's is. Is I want to go through our games of the year. Let me find where that actually is. Um, again, just say whichever one it is and we'll move on. But the games of the year um, for overall video games were Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and The Outer Worlds. 
James, what do you got? Do you play any of these this year? I didn't play them, but I watched a fair bit of them. Your boy doesn't. Your boy doesn't have the bag to buy new games, so like that's why I play League so much because it's free. Um, but I will say, out of all the games that I enjoyed watching other people play and playthroughs and stuff like that, I think Sekiro was probably my like most enjoyable to actually watch people, like actually like watch people play and stuff like that. Um, I I'm kind of surprised some some of them, some of the ones that are on that list and some of them that aren't. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm sure a lot of people will say Death Stranding just because of everything associated with it. But I'm just I'm gonna go with Sekiro, man. All right, Shane. I don't. What do you got? I think I know what yours is. So I played or watched the majority of these as well. Um, my hand, I put hands on a lot of these except for Control. Um, but I definitely think Death Stranding is gonna take it. Um, for me, it was a 60-hour game. I enjoyed 58 hours of it, and you know, like 98% of the time, I was having a blast with it and did not want to put the controller down. So I think that is the- pretty. It's a pretty solid uh hand like it's a pretty solid game of the year for me um I, I i loved it i thought the story was it was weird it was like really weird it was very kojima i like that kind of stuff um and and the thing that definitely gives it for me is there's clearer flaws in the game but i like it despite its flaws so like isn't that what what love is <laughs> no it's definitely not um so i have played or watched through all of these except for sekiro um my actual game of the year that falls within the time because Star Wars didn't make the cut, but my actual game of the year that's not on this list is Fire Emblem. It would have been my actual game of the year, but really? Outer Worlds out of this list would have been it if I didn't rush through it for Pokemon. So I'm going to have to go with Super Smash Brothers. It's the game I put the most into. It's the most fun I've had playing a Smash Brothers. It makes me feel like a kid again. It's the first time I've really enjoyed Smash Brothers in a while. It's the first time I've ever sat down and played Smash Brothers by myself. So, it's, I don't know. It's it's not what I want to say. I want it to be Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem should be here. But it's got to be Smash Brothers out of these six. I'm, I, yeah, I'm actually kind of in control that it's not. I'm kind of surprised that it's not on there. Because it was, like, I mean, it was a big game. And it, so, yeah. actually, can, I, can, I, can we circle back? And I want to back you yeah. up on this. Okay. I, so, I think that um smash might have been my game of the year if i was more into smash Mm -hmm. but i thought it was an incredible game that has brought the smash community together and that's why i was kind of like talking about it for esports of the year because smash ultimate really brought the smash community together a lot of people are playing with it a lot of people are loving the game and it's like it's a super solid smash title and i think that really needs to be recognized i think when the event actually comes around I think it's going to be a huge battle between Smash and uh, Death Stranding. They're two very completely different games, and they both deserve your Game of the Year for completely different reasons. Um, but I think they're they're both amazing games, actually. And and that's coming from someone who doesn't play Smash at all. Yeah. All I right. Hate Smash too. But we spent a good half an hour or so kind of going through those. I feel like they're good discussions, though. There wasn't much else to talk about. But any last closing up thoughts on the Game Awards before we move on? I know all of us will be th- watching them probably that night. I'll be watching them at least. I love watching I'll them. I'll probably watch them. But... I'll watch them. Yeah, I know. Put, put my boys Rainbow up there. They deserve it. They deserve to be on there. They made they made big moves this year. Yeah, they've done great. And maybe, hopefully next year. I think a lot of people are going to recognize them a lot more. And maybe, who knows, maybe we'll get a vote next year. And this will actually mean something next year. Ooh. Yeah, maybe Dot Esports will remember us as the, the podcast that hates Ford. Um, 
But James, let's hand it over to you for a quick story about the Home Story Cup and their new partner, or I guess donator. Yeah, so I mean, um, I'm not super familiar with Home Story. Um, it was Home Story 20 that just happened this past weekend. Um, we I had a, a guild mate actually through my through my Warcraft group uh, guild that was actually there. A bunch of the guys actually worked for Shopify, so I kind of had like I don't not like an insider scoop, but I mean like I, I you know I became more aware of it because they were there. Um, and he took a bunch of pictures of while he was there, and like I mean it was all like Hawaii themed and stuff like that, it was, like very tropical. It was wicked. Um, but yeah, so they were talking about like you know how one of the representatives were there and stuff like that, and you know I heard about their owner a bunch, Toby, and like as I was like circulating looking for news this uh, over the weekend and stuff like that, turns out Toby decided decided to do- uh, donate twenty five thousand dollars to Home Story. Um, Dylan, I'm sure you can kind of you can kind of elaborate on the uh, the history of Home Story a little more, um, but yeah, it seems like a crazy event. I, it seems nuts. Yeah, so it's basically like an event. I like I say put on by one. Obviously, they have a huge events team, um, but it was really birthed out of um, Take TV and Take. Um, he just like put on this event, and originally it was like, "Hey, I'm gonna invite a bunch of people in the StarCraft scene that you know are my friends to my house, and we're gonna just basically they're gonna crash at my house, and we're gonna have a sick tournament." And I, I talked about this in the past, um, but this event is really cool because that's really what it is. It's just the StarCraft community like coming together and going, hey, let's all hang out and just have like an amazing tournament. And so amazing because like even like the 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 tier two players and the tier one players, they're all friends. So you have like a bunch of like the like the best like Korean players like come over and they're just like hanging out and just like like the the the, the meme is like the couch. So they the have couch, like, they, yeah. yeah, they have a caster couch um, where like all the casters just like sit down and they joke around and stuff like that. And it's it's really awesome to see the community come together like that and see a lot of personalities come out. Uh, they also had a really good um, tribute to In Control there too, because um, it was really sad because like he was always a big part of that as well. Like he would come out to that event, so um, that was a that was a really good and touching moment. Um, but the the event is always really amazing, and it's probably one of my favorite events of all time. There is not another event, esport event out there that I think is cooler than that. There's like it's like th- it's like this evo and um you know i mean that's the only ones i i, I really think are, are are crazy or maybe maybe worlds because they do like they do crazy stuff like put holograms on the stage like that <laughs> like like you need to do something crazy for for me to make this list but um home story cup and evo are, are my, my two favorite events of all time um and so it's it's really cool to see like it be the 20th one and um you know they rent out a, a james you said like a hangar right an airplane yeah it was some it was some ha- it was some hangar in like the middle of like nowhere i got pictures and it was just they were just surrounded by forests like that was it so yeah. but like i mean yeah they just they did it up and it, like it's just like you kind of said it really seems like a tournament where everybody's just hanging out it's like the grassroots kind of like vibe you know what i mean because they, they yeah. Oh, yeah i was watching games and there was three of them like just chilling on the couch looking super casual and none of them really giving a shit like i mean it was it was sick right but it made me definitely want to like you know pay attention to it more because it was that enjoyable to watch. So yeah, that was kind of my uh, my one tidbit. I thought you know because it's, it's an event we don't really talk about. Dylan, you're obviously aware of it, but I wasn't aware of it up until basically this weekend. Andrew, you've never heard about it before, so I'm, I've heard Dylan know. talk about it before. Oh, there we go. Sick. James or uh, Andrew remembers James. Come on. I don't remember shit, dude. Well, Dylan just goes on random rants about shit I don't really care about. 
So I yeah, but at least you remember, remember my rants. I pretend to remember it so that I can move you on really quick from it so you just stop talking about it. But Shuffle them along, dude. Yep, that's pretty much what my job is. All right, but before we move into our last couple of topics for tonight, I know this is kind of a super late little um, pitch, but again, oh, yeah. if you do have Amazon Prime, that means you have Twitch Prime, which means you can subscribe to any Twitch channel of your choice each and every month. Absolutely free and it helps support the content creator of your choice. You guys hear the pitch each and every week, so I'm not going to dig into it each and each too much. But thank you to each and every one of you that have subscribed um, today in the last couple weeks, kind of ever. It means a lot of support and it really does help us out a ton, so thank you for that. But, James, let's hand it back over to you for our last two little stories. Um, just kind of wrap up tonight's show. Yeah, um, we're not going to worry about the Kakomo one too much. Um, that's not a huge thing. I actually wanted to go back into uh, a very coveted talk, a bit, topic amongst the three of us, which is Facebook. I want to go back into that because we have ripped oh, yeah. on them so goddamn much throughout our very, a very historic run of our show. Um, and, yeah, I feel like it's something that we're never going to stop ripping on. But Disguised Toast decided to sign on with Facebook Gaming. God knows how much this man got paid. But he's over there now. I don't. I think it's a dumb, dumb fucking move. So, sure. um, I saw a really funny clip from him. Um, he was on stream with uh, someone um, from the offline TV house, and he was sitting and he's like, "You know, my favorite thing to do is, is that when someone calls me out in chat, I like the look and I say their full name, like you know, he a a, a Robert a Patterson or whatever." Like you're talking, you're talking shit. Stop it, which is hilarious because like it, it That's... it's so weird. It's so weird that you have to use your full name, your full real like Facebook yeah, name. Probably a lot less toxic on Facebook because like you actually have a profile tied to it. But I mean, uh, so I, I we can go into absolutely dumpstering on Facebook gaming, but I don't want to dumpster on Toast because he did this full well knowing he's just gonna make bank and hang out. I get you. Like, I mean, I guess you like, yeah, he, I know he's self-aware and it maybe it bothers me that I know he's self-aware and that everybody knows he's just going there for the goddamn money, but have, I don't know, dude. Like, well, I mean, again, YouTube this videos. is, it's he makes YouTube all videos. for the money. I mean, he also donated the 20 grand he got up front to a children's hospital, which is really well, cool. Well, no, 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 that's, that's doing it for the money, but he's doing it for the giving it to charity. But like, I don't think that like him doing that was not hinging on him going to Facebook. No. Because, like, if he wanted to, he could just take donations and give it to charity. Because, like, he turned off his donations. Yeah, he turned off his donations, and he actively told people to go give it to smaller streamers like us. Um, like, he t- like that's that, that's what he <laughs> that's what he did, which I think is a good move. But I think he could have sustained himself. On t- I don't know. This, to me, just speaks to the integrity of the person. Like, I mean, yes, he's out here to get that money, to get the bank. But at the same time, dude, like, we man, we all know why you're going there. I mean, I guess if he makes a meme out of it and calls people out by their full name, that's pretty goddamn funny. But, like, at the same time, well, I, mean, I don't... In integrity, I mean, like, the thing about his situation now, his situation now is that he has a completely stable um, income now. He's probably making an incredible bank off of this. Plus, he does a lot of YouTube stuff. Like, that's, that's what he... That was his bread and butter, It was making YouTube videos that he still uploads. So, like, I don't know. Like, his thing is that he's going to hang out he still gets to hang out with his friends. Um, he still gets to stream. He still gets to put stuff up on YouTube. He's just do it on a different platform, which we don't really know how long it's going to be. Um, and I, I'm, a, I, I assume he's going to still have the the fan base he's cultivated. So like, even though people might not be there chatting and watching as often, he's just going to hang out. 
and still get his content out there. I'm just gonna hang when out. When can we yeah. all move in and hang out with our own friends? Well, well, you have to no, get this boy a visa. Yeah, no, I got a visa. It's just it's just next. No, oh, you mean like a work visa? Yeah, a work visa, not not a credit card. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's the plan. Here's the plan, right? We all we all move together, right? James James comes out here, and then during his ninety day uh, like holiday stay, just I don't know. One thing leads to another. We get married in Vegas. It's very easy to do. Boom. Green card. Green. Easy clap, dude. Delete the VOD so they can't. Do you know that after you get a green card, like get married, like you actually can't work for like three months? So Dylan's just gotta sustain me. Yes. Dylan makes bank. I'm not too worried. See that, see the department? I can. I there, there's I tons you. of places. Yeah, you yeah, see dude. him sleeping on the floor behind him with nothing but a mattress. Yeah, this kid clearly makes bank. Dude, oh, dude. Hey, hey, I, I'm, I'm choosing not to have one right now. Yeah, oh, wait yeah. a second. Where is your bed? What the hell? <laughs> I, I, I had to get rid of it because I'm leaving this apartment. Oh, okay. Well, that makes a little more sense. But. Anything else we want to chat about? I know we kind of spent most of the time uh, today on the Game Awards, but that's really the big topic we had. Any little esports news? Any little topics we want to throw out there? Nah, dude. I'm good. Yeah, I feel like it was a productive episode. It wasn't wilding. It wasn't as crazy as we thought it was going to be, but it was productive. And I am going to formally send in our votes to the Game Awards and say, hey, we matter. Listen to our votes. Yeah, dude, give us give us a say, man. We matter. Put my guys rainbow on the map. But thank you all that did tune in to Project Esports for November twenty fifth, two thousand nineteen. Whether it's watching on Twitch, downloading, listening, however you do consumer content. Thank you to each and every one of you. Make sure to follow all of our stuff to stay up to date. But I will leave that to Dylan and James to tell you more about that. You can watch us live. Every single Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time here at twitch.tv slash popped underscore off. If you miss the live show, that's fine. You can go to poppedoff.com slash YouTube to catch the video VODs. Um, but if you want to listen to the best version, my favorite version, go to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, any podcasting platform out there and search Product Esports. And we're there. Listen to us. It's great. Thank you, guys. Yeah, and in all those places where you listen to the audio version, hit us with that five-star review. You're subscribing to us on YouTube? Leave a subscribe. Leave a like. That'd be sick. And interact with us anywhere you can, whether it's on Twitch, memeing out in the chat, hitting us up on Twitter, sliding into our DMs. We don't care. It's all appreciated. It's all love. Thank you so much, guys. But with that, as always, I'm Andrew. I'm James. And And thank you for watching Project Esports for November 25th. We will see all of you next week.